Yo, welcome to a new edition of the Speaker Geeker Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to the residence of the Speaker Geekers. I'm here with your host, Tommy T. Well, one of the hosts, of course. Tommy T in the building, your residential music connoisseur, your future music uh, 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 controller of the DJ boards. I was going off there for a sec, so yeah, I had I to bring you. it back. <laughs> but uh, your future DJ at the residence here. Um, also, your, your content creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as, man, host of the Speak Geeker podcast and so much more. And then, man, you see that door over there? It's it shut. That's, <laughs> that's the artist firmly known as G. Will Barry's still in the building. He just... He over there concocting and creating. So, you know, when he pop up, he got something for you. But, man, of course, that's our residential wordsmith, our residential uh, producer, too. Yeah, yeah. Because he produced the track that you hear that, you know what I'm saying, you first hear when we come on. As well as our wordsmith, our theorists, our, um, man, our residential smart guy, man. <laughs> well, we all smart, but that's what I'm calling. So, the artist formerly known as G, he'll be back real, 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 real soon. So, uh, also, and then you got me, man. Your, uh, your former, your former music exec over ten years, I might say. Your uh, speaker geek host, your music historian, your, your. I kind of sound like trap now. Drip. <laughs> I think that's the name. Drip. 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 Yeah. Yeah. If y'all know who Drip is, man, look up a uh, 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 Cowboy Wayne. Is that? Country Wayne. Country Wayne. My bad. Here, Dallas Cowboys fans too. So yeah, uh, look him up and you'll see. But you know what I'm saying? We all of this man and much, much more. So welcome back to the residence. And if you look around, we're starting to put up Christmas lights and trees and stuff like that because it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And also Thanksgiving is over. So for all y'all suckers who put your tree up before Thanksgiving, y'all some, y'all some somethings. That's what y'all allow. <laughs> I wait till after Thanksgiving. Shoot. Yeah, we put ours up uh, Friday. See, good job. See, yeah. even the day after, man, it makes it so much better. So, y'all slow down, man. Y'all wait till after Halloween and want to put your tree up. Just chill out, man. Goodness gracious, you ain't even... Some people we? are just like that, man. I know. It's all good, though. <laughs> all to the good good. Yeah, man. So, today we got a special episode for you. Like I said, it's beginning to look a light like Christmas. And then in the spirit of Christmas, we're going to be talking about about Christmas (laughs) music. What'd you say? I said, you said in the spirit of Christmas, I was like, we're going to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Because we are. We're going to be talking about why Christmas music, the newer Christmas music specifically, don't stick. Yeah. Like the older Christmas music. So uh get ready, man. We got a cool discussion about that. Man, we ready to have some fun, talk some good stuff. And of course, we have the news with Tommy T. And we yes, also, sir. uh, in the spirit of, you know what I'm saying, the artist formerly known as G, we got the top five coming for the official Speaker Geeks podcast playlist on Apple Music and Spotify. Boom. So without further ado, man, let's get it cracking. Hey man. What's happening? How was your Thanksgiving? It was good, man. I'm still eating turkey. Well, not not today. That this episode is being released. The turkey is probably gone by now. But um, yeah, That's man, cool. we we definitely taking out some food. Um, didn't eat too much. Okay. 
That is good. I was I was really surprised at myself for that one. Um, mm-hmm. but all good, man. Just straight. Um, me and the family just sat back, chilled, listened to Christmas music. And that's where this discussion came from was that mm. moment in time when we were preparing the food and uh, we were listening to music, singing and dancing and trying, I mean, trying to find like hip hop to listen to as well, because that's what mm. I like to listen to. Um, but couldn't find any songs that, that stick with me. So, um, but what about yourself, brother? I ain't going to talk all about me. How was your Thanksgiving? Man, Thanksgiving was good. Uh, family came up. My mom, my sister, my nieces, uh, they brought food. We went and uh, got some food as well. We put it all together and we had a pretty cool uh, Thanksgiving. They stayed for, they stayed for some days. So the kids were enjoying themselves. They went home Saturday. Yeah. And uh, man, we just enjoyed ourselves and just kicked it. Everybody had plenty of space up in the house. And yeah. um, man, we went and got some ice cream and, well, actually, frozen custard. There's a difference. Uh, What's the difference in between the two? Uh, it has to do with the texture and the way it's made. So it's not like it's not actually ice cream, yeah. but frozen custard. So it's different, but it's good. I like it. They liked it. There was, a, I think, that was their first time having it, and they enjoyed it. As well as, uh, man, we just sit around, watch some movies, and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed ourselves. So that's what's up, man. That's what I like to hear, brother. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we ate we ate pretty good. Oh, try that new Mountain Dew. There's a new Mountain Dew out there. It's is called it? it's called gingerbread. What does it taste like? Gingerbread? It tastes like a gingerbread man cookie. <laughs> try it. Let me know what you think. I got me and my you. niece, we actually was surprisingly liked it. So yeah. uh Try that out, man. I feel it was interesting. But, you know, uh, yeah, we, we had, uh, we didn't have no turkey, but we had some, some ham. And then we, uh, we try to do different things for Thanksgiving, of course. Um, so we had, uh, you know what I'm saying? Some, some, uh, chicken fingers yeah, as well. Some hot, some, you know, regular greens, you know, cabbage, uh, there was some dressing there macaroni cheese you know all that stuff so mm-hmm. yeah it was pretty good that sounds real good brother it's uh <coughs> dang uh, I just thought about it what's up <laughs> I ain't even got my top five together mm. <laughs> dang I got mine that's surprising I'm usually the one that doesn't have their top five together yeah <laughs> It's in my mind. I just got to look back through mm-hmm. and yeah. grab them. So. Well, while you're doing that, yeah, man, I'm going to go ahead and give my top five. And I'll yeah, take my I'll time so you can, you know, find yeah. your stuff. That um, It's because it, it give me a little minute here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to start with Young Dolph, man. Um, it's feature, Dolph! Yeah. Young Dolph featuring T.I. forever. Um, literally, bro. I listened to this song, was like, it should be on the top five to still kind of pay homage to Young Dolph, but also because T.I. is one of my favorite rappers, and the song is fire. Um, I just watched a documentary from, like, I think 2017 that somebody did of Young Dolph. Um, I'll uh-huh. put it in the in the Slack so you can check it out, too, and Greg can check, can check it out as well. 
But um, man, he did a lot for his city, man. And you can't do nothing but appreciate that. Yeah, man. You know, he actually did. Um, they talked about a lot of his his time growing up and why he did like as much as giving back as he did. He talked about why that. So I'm um, still saying R.I.P. to Young Dolph and everything like that. Um, this next song, man, you heard me playing it like when we got on here at first before we started record, uh, recording. But Gucci Mane featuring Kodak Black and Bruno mm-hmm. Mars. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, let me find the name of the song. That's terrible, ain't it? <laughs> ain't, ain't it called St. Saint, uh, Bricks? Nah, that's not that one, man. Oh, it's uh, Wake Up in the Sky. Okay. That's huh. terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me find the song real quick. Now, nah, Wake Up in the Sky by Gucci Mane featuring uh, Bruno Mars and Kodak Black. This song was just nice. <laughs> it's a it's a weird combination to see Gucci Mane um, with Kodak Black and Bruno Mars because I feel like those three guys are different genres of hip hop and R and B. You know, gotcha. And uh, I always liked that song. That song was really put together well. And uh, yeah, so moving right along, Yo Gotti. Big homie rules. Um, I actually just listened, went back and listened to this album. It was off of his Untrapped album. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the last. That's actually his last album he released back in 2020. Um, Big homie rules. Um, really is a song about how I look at it as this. Um, how the big brother should be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The 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 bigger guy on the totem pole, you know, mm-hmm. how it should be and how some people are doing people, you know. And uh that's why I look I always like this song and as I was listening to this album it just stuck out to me. I was like, "Yep. I got to put this one on my top 5 because of that." It's not the best song on here, not not to say the least, but the message in it and the story behind it um, you know, it's it's dope. Um, am I going too fast or you good? Uh, just a little bit. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to find some of it on my uh on my computer, but the the problem was I don't know why my my iTunes on the computer hasn't been synced to uh my iTunes on my phone. I don't know, or it just doesn't. I don't know. It's, it's pulling up differently, but I I'm, I found it all. So I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting it in now. That's too funny, man. But um, moving right along, man. Doja Cat rules. Okay. You remember that song? I think that's like when I heard. No, nah, it wasn't this song. But um, Doja Cat is just an amazing artist, and this was off of her Hot Pink album. Um, I think that was the first single off that album, man. But that that like this album had Say So in it. I think Say So Streets were two of the bigger songs from this album. But Rules was the first single that mm-hmm. she did off this album. And 
I always like this song. Um, it's is it kind of stretched her like this album stretched her artistry because she's rapping, she's singing, she's you know she's doing everything she possibly could do to a song, and I think she produced some of these songs too, if not all. But um, she did her thing, man, on this album with this song "Rude." So um, check it out on this week playlist. Oh. Last but not least, man, I had to put a Christmas song in it. Um, so in in light of me searching for Christmas hip hop song while we were quick, uh, cooking Thanksgiving dinner, I I ran up on this one. He dropped <laughs> this is off his Christmas album that he drops every year, or he used to. It's like number three that he dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, Gucci Mane. Yes, Gucci Mane has a um, Christmas album. <laughs> I don't care what oh, anybody Gucci. says. It's just like Die Hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> East Atlanta Santa 3, man. Um, St. Brick intro. Um, it's dope, man. It's a good song. I like it. Oh, this is another one. What's the other one? The return of the East Atlanta Santa. Yeah. It's the same brick intro. But okay. That's why I remember East Atlanta that. Santa 3 is the one he recently released. And that was the Christmas album. Gotcha. But I have to let you hear that one later. But I've heard uh, that one. You have? Oh, you mean? Oh, you're talking about the uh not uh you're talking about uh not the return, but the the first one. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so same thing for intro. It's the fifth song on there, man. My Christmas song. So, um, but that's gonna round out my top five, brother. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Man. That sounded pretty solid. Um, <laughs> sounded sounded pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's see here, man. So, <clears throat> my top five. Yeah, I got it together. So <laughs> I can uh. Throwing in there for y'all. So my top five goes as like this here. So, man, to start off, man, we got I say Rashad featuring Scissor, the score. Man, off the new app. Al- well, not the new album, but yeah, like you said, I think exactly what you said. It's like the deluxe version of yeah. uh the house is burning. Mm-hmm. So, in which I enjoyed like a lot. It's pretty dope. Uh there's some other ones on there, but this one here. I enjoyed a lot the score. I I think I enjoy it anytime Scissor and Isaiah Rashad do a record together. Yeah, like their chemistry. They're, they're, just, yeah, they have really good chemistry. Yeah, man, it's it's just it's it's just nice. <clears throat> just just real real like I don't know, whatever it is, it's nice. But um, uh, from there, my niece put me up on these uh up on this group. They call Fifty Three Thieves. It's called Dreaming. Mm-hmm. It's the record. Uh, go check them out. They're more of like the lo-fi type of music. So uh, that's pretty cool. Great ride music. Uh, and I was very surprised that I enjoyed it like a lot. So check out 53, 53 Thieves. Nah, I try to say that three times fast. <laughs> uh, but check out 53 Thieves. Dreaming is the, um, it's the record. <clears throat> then after that, man, ESTG. Lamborghini Geechee, Geeski. Mm-hmm. Look, ESTG is just, 
I think we had a small discussion about him either last week or the week before last. Yeah. But man, I enjoy this guy for real. He giving me, he giving me that. Uh, shoot, man, I don't know who vibes he's giving me, but ESTG is just dope. It's period. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, from there, man, Snoop dropped a new album this week. Uh, I will admit, I haven't seen the album. I mean, I haven't listened to the album. I've seen it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I know it's there. Uh, I haven't listened to the album, but there's one song off of it that has gotten my attention, and it's uh, with the homie Blast. Blast and Snoop Dogg, Go to War. Look, <clears throat> we go check this record out, man. I'm actually going to try to check out the Snoop album. I'm going to try to find some time to check it, uh, check it out and see how it goes, man, because, I mean, it's Snoop, man. Snoop don't really do you too wrong. I don't think he's ever had anything that was just hot garbage. It has some type of, you know, yeah. like even if it's just straight, you're like, eh, that's straight. I never heard anybody say Snoop dropped a record that was just hot garbage. Or have we? You you got any? Uh, nah. I don't, like it's a lot of stuff I haven't listened to Snoop from, but. I can't think like everything that I've listened to. It's been something on there that I was like, "Yeah, I yeah. bop my head too." But a lot of stuff like Snoop, outside of Doggy Style, you know, Snoop's music um, it translated because he's still relevant. But it's like it's not a. I don't need a whole album from him. Angry, you know what I'm saying. I agree with that. Like, yeah. if he's just dropping songs here and there, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I still think he's a dope artist. <clears throat> the fact that he's been in the game so long and has stayed relevant so long um, without changing up anything, yeah. um, you know, I think that's pretty cool. But it's like I'm not just really looking for anything from Snoop outside of him being him. Yeah. You I know? agree with that. Yeah. Because... That's kind of how I feel. Like, if he drops something, it's always a surprise because I'm never expecting Snoop yeah. to drop anything. And he's, like, random. He ain't really on, a like, a time crunch of when, right, right, or right. a schedule, I would say, of when he would drop stuff. So, uh, man, last record, man. I finally finished. Finally finished The Harder They Fall. And... The album or the movie? The movie. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the album before I heard the movie. Yeah. The actual movie. Uh, finally finished it. And not only have I finished it, but I probably watched it <laughs> over probably like three or four times. Yeah. yeah. And not because, uh, no, not, not because it's a great movie. It really is. I really enjoy it. I love seeing this all black cast. Uh, my grandma used to be a big fan of uh, Western movies, so I really wish she was alive to see this one. Yeah. But, you know, the storytelling, the the curveball thrown at the end, um, everything about the movie, man. <laughs> a lot of great uh, uh, black actors within that in that film. Some, some parts I'm like, man, I wish that didn't happen, but I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the name that plays Cherokee Bill, man? He, he's becoming like Lakeith. one of my favorite. Yeah, Lakeith. He's become one of my favorite oh, actors, yeah. dog. Oh, yeah. Like, whatever he does, he's so versatile. He can play so much. Bro, that's the same thing I told my wife. She asked me, we saw a billboard yesterday. She asked me about it. I was like, she was like, how did he do it? I was like, he did his thing in that movie. She was like, was it better than, what's the name of that crazy movie? Yeah. talking about the one with the, uh, 
where the men were, were turned into horses oh, or something. Yeah. Yeah, I know he's talking about. I don't know the name of I can't think of the name. <laughs> that was a, like, bro, that was a great movie <laughs> up until that. Like it it turned left and, and just kept going, bro. I was like, what are we watching, man? <laughs> but it, it made sense. Even it though didn't it make left. sense at that point, man. I couldn't get well, past at that point. It. I mean, they were yeah. workhorses. Yeah. That's it, oh. they were workhorses. Yeah. That's why it made sense. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Never got that, but like, bro, it, it just got super weird to be made. Yeah. They were they were workhorses because they all that's all they did was work. They yeah. just work, 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 work. And ah, that makes sense. Came after them. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and I can't think of the name of the movie I right can't now. Think what is it? Sorry or something? Sorry Shoot. to bother you. That's the name of it. Sorry is? to bother you. Yep. I think it is. I think that's what he's is. working at that uh Call center, yeah, anyway, that was crazy, bro. But anyway, yep, that's exactly what it's called. I was telling her, I was like, yeah, he like he climbed the ladder on this one. Oh man, he he's got some. I mean, tell you, finished that movie, crazy. Man. Yeah, and I finished it. Uh, <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I've also finished like finished it with other folks too, and, and it's a great movie. Yeah. But man, the song from that soundtrack, man, CeeLo Green, Black Skin Mile. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, you talking about a soulful voice? Like, like I love CeeLo, dog. Yeah, um, but he just—that's uh, when you hear his voice when he comes in with that record. You just gonna—you got no choice but to enjoy it. Yeah, uh, it's CeeLo, man. It's CeeLo. So, um, I guess that wraps up top five for me and uh, Tommy T. Yeah. So y'all be looking out for the official Speaking Giga podcast. Playlist on Apple Music and Spotify. Be looking on social media for when we post a link for it, as well as uh, making sure you look out for it um, when it pops up on the Spotify or uh, Apple Music. <clears throat> and then, like always, man, make sure y'all tune in to see what's G's top five. I know it's coming real, real soon, and I'm sure it's going to be uh, some dope music, of course. So, and maybe some of his music. Who knows? That's the mystery of the artist formerly known as G. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Woodbury himself. So, man, hope y'all enjoy that. And uh, y'all let us know what y'all top fives is. I think that's what we need to start doing. Yeah. yeah. What's y'all top five? What can we add? And maybe we'll add some of y'all's to uh, yeah. the official speaking you playlist. Let's do it. I'm with it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to drop it in the group on Facebook. Yeah. The musical. <laughs> um, but other than that, man, you know what time it is. It's that time for the news. Listen, you right, bro. You funny as I go work for that. Come with sound effects too, man. There we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with. Let's see, what do I want to start with? Okay, Ahmad Aubrey Killers were found guilty. Yes, sir. This past week, all three were found guilty of. Killing him, <laughs> which is a good thing. Um, I like when I when I like the first two, the the father and the son. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just like and some people probably not gonna feel this way. I don't like to celebrate people um, going to jail because I, you know, it obviously means they did something wrong. Sometimes it means they didn't do anything wrong. It's just being wrongfully convicted, but. Nevertheless, I just don't like to celebrate that. Um, more so, we're celebrating the justice for Ahmad Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Um, but you talking about somebody that feels like they just 
really ruined themselves and should have stayed out of their business. It's the yeah. what's his name, Roddy. <coughs> William um, Roddy. I don't know yeah. his last name, but the third guy that was basically feminine mm-hmm. had absolutely nothing to do with this and was found guilty of murder. Um, he put himself in the situation and that's why he was included in this. Um, it's terrible what they did, but I'm glad um, Like I'm glad somebody, he had video evidence like, no. bro, you just think about the psyche of this man, real quick. This man had absolutely nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But because of who he was and what he did, like I think he like tried to stop him, like Ahmad Aubrey, at one point, and that's mm. what got him convicted of this, and then recorded oh, okay. everything. Gotcha. Like his uh, video is what basically got them convicted. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, I seen a meme today was like if minding your if not minding <laughs> your own business was a person. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask like at first because I don't so the the third person I don't remember much about when I'm visualizing like what happened. Cause I'm trying to see okay so I'm sure he so he get convicted of murder as well. Yeah. Or he got convicted of something. Let's see. Else. A neighbor who joins pursuit is guilty of three counts of felony murder, one count of aggravated assault, false imprisonment, and criminal attempt to commit a felony. Oh, wow. <laughs> Brian was cleared on the charge of malice murder, felony murder involving aggravated assault with a firearm, and the count of aggravated assault with a firearm. Um so did the one with the camera have a gun too? No, 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 no. That's what that's oh. what he got he got uh convicted of. Three gotcha. counts of felony murder, one count of aggravated assault, false imprisonment, and criminal cr- criminal attempt to commit a felony. The okay. the son and the the son got is guilty on all charges, malice murder, four counts of felony murder, two counts of aggravated assault, false imprisonment, and criminal attempt to commit a felony. The dad, um, is not guilty of malice murder, but guilty on the other eight charges that mm. the son got. Um, gotcha. Bro, I think they're they're like, I think the minimum for them are is life. Yeah, I think so. I like, think they bro, like this. That's the that's the yeah. crazy part about America, man. It's like this guy just really was out, like running. Mine's I think business. he I think he stopped to look at a construction build. I don't know, but for a man to be out running and to get killed, mm-hmm. something is wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> something is completely wrong. So um, they haven't set a, uh, a sentencing date yet, but, um, you know, yeah. the justice system worked today or yeah. that day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I can't help but to wonder what was going through their mind when they was on trial. And also what was going through their mind when they were uh stopping him. Cause <clears throat> when I look back at some of the parts on the on the on the trial, like, mm-hmm. you know, they they was kind of sitting there, you know, telling how it went down, like, 
you know, like, yeah, you know, this, this and that, and, you know, and this, like, you know, as a matter of fact, like, like, yeah, <laughs> like, like no remorse whatsoever. Right. Or, uh, you know, are feeling like, all right, you know, folks and got off, you know, for things I'm sure we like, like, did you really think you was going to get off from this? Which I mean, I mean, they could yeah. possibly, you know, uh, think that they was going to get like, bro, like, think about it like this. I, I saw an article. I didn't get a chance to read it before we start recording, but they did a comparison between Trayvon Martin, R.P. and Ahmaud Arbery's case. George Zimmerman mm-hmm. got off. Yeah. But he didn't. I didn't get a chance to read it. But you, I mean, like, yeah, you have to come into that situation knowing that, hey, I did whatever I did was right. Like regardless if how right or how wrong you were, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. part of the battle. You know, I didn't understand the move to um, allow the guy to go testify for himself, but I didn't understand that at all because I mean, like you, like whatever you say, can't sound good no. in that situation. A man mm-hmm. was just only running. Yeah. Didn't have anything. Only thing you accused, you didn't see him doing anything. And that's the that was the difference from um, I think the self-defense claim versus mm-hmm. anything else is that no, the that that was the thing about the uh they was trying to do the citizens arrest thing. But yeah. in order to do a citizen's arrest, I believe you can't assume that somebody did it a bad thing. You have to see them. Doing a crime, yeah, and for them, they just assumed he did something bad and then chased him. And yeah. then, and then the the lawyers, defense lawyers, didn't make it better by trying to play on race. So yeah, that was another thing too. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> you know, it is what it is. I don't want to spend too much time. I just kind of wanted to bring that to attention, and you know, we we see. Um, we've seen the justice system work. Yeah. In this in this case. So um about time. Yeah, yeah. We well, we see it work for a black man who was wrongfully killed. It mm-hmm. works, but sometimes most of a lot of times it doesn't work for black people. No. So no most times. So especially when they haven't done anything. I hope this serves as an example. I I definitely do. I hope they, I hope they got that. life. <laughs> yeah, I, bro, I just hope people like start to think twice about doing They're certain stupid things. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, leave people alone, man. Because for them to be like, and and the crazy part about it was my wife had to explain this to me, and then I'm gonna move on. Um, <laughs> is that the guy they saw him gotten in there, like went back home to get their guns and got in their truck, then chased them. Mm-hmm. They had plenty of time to say, no, nah, I'm going to just leave it alone. They yeah. had plenty of time to call the police. Hey, it's a man in the in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just sad, man. It's scary for a black man, period. Anyway, um, moving right along. Um, see, you sent this article to me and I didn't, I thought I had heard of him before. I don't know how to say his name. It's Virgil Abloh. Uh, um, creator of yeah. the white, <clears throat> of off white, and uh, he was the head of Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. which was 
amazing. That's why I think I heard of him. I think Kanye West brought him up in yep. the uh, Drink Champs interview he was talking about. He was uh, on Kanye West's uh, team when they created the the Yeezys from um, that were released with Nike. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> as well as doing a, a bunch of other stuff. Plenty of collabs with Nike. Um, plenty of, you know, his own stuff as well. Uh, it's, 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 it's sad. It, it really just got this info probably a couple hours ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, today they, they said he passed of cancer, um, which he had been battling, battling privately for several years. And yeah, man, it's, uh, man, it's sad, man. Um, yeah, it's definitely sad. Um, he's definitely a person for young black men, young black people, young people, period. Anybody to look up to as far as like the artistic side of things, man. Cause I mean, like, I'm not a Yeezy person. Like, I'm not finna go out here and buy any Yeezys, but um, I'm not even real big in fashion, man. But it's a, it's a look. It's it's tough to get into, bro. Like you, you talk to a lot of people about it, man, and, and it's art, you mm-hmm. know. And, and for him to be uh, one of the heads of Louis Vuitton and be, and being a black man at that, um, I can only imagine the fight and the struggle that he went through to get there. So, um, shout yeah. out to his family. RRP to him. Um, we lost a, another one to cancer. Mm-hmm. So. Um, People just take care of yourself and, you know, do your best. Do your part. At the age um, of 41. At yeah. That. Yeah. That's tough there, buddy. Yeah, man. Um, Kevin Hart. Uh-oh. Now bring it. No, it's nothing bad. <laughs> it's nothing bad at all. Uh, Kevin Hart did his thing in his new series, <laughs> True Story. Um, I was talking about it over the weekend. Um on my um, Instagram and Facebook about how I enjoyed the series. I actually was thinking about going back and reviewing each episode uh, or doing a review on each episode. Um, it stretched them. I like to see when artists get stretched in their in their um, field. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same role. Like, you know how everybody puts them in a box. Kevin mm-hmm. Hart is one of my favorite people to watch one of the people I look up to. Um, he's a mentor to me, but he don't know it yet. You know, so I try to emulate a lot of things that he does because I like his work ethic. Um, but in this one, in this series, man, if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It came out on the 24th and it's a, I think it's seven or eight episodes. Amazing. Him. He's in it. Um, who else? Uh, Wesley Snipes is in it. Mm-hmm. You got some more people. Um, the guy that was on Black Lightning. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's in it. Um, amazing series, man. I'm trying to just talk it up, but not give it away. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's about this. It's, it's that loosely on his life. Yeah, it's, it's real loose on his life. And so, um, <laughs> like, extremely loose. But, you know, you got a comedian from Philly, um, you know, and that's as much as I possibly feel like I can say without spoiling the whole thing. But go check it out if you haven't. I think it's uh, it's a really good series. It's something to actually watch and see 
the development of Kevin Hart from a like from playing the same roles to playing a more serious role in this one. So um great acting um and everything like that. So check that out. Also, before we get into our conversation, man, I want just want to bring up Holly Berry because same thing, she came out with a movie <laughs> called Bruised um on Netflix as well. Same day last um last Wednesday on the 24th. Um, go check that movie out. It's about a disgraced MMA fighter who basically was, you know, um, it's crazy, bro. <laughs> she was a disgrace. I don't even want to say disgrace, but you know, she took a beating and uh never bounced back from that. Um, go check it out when you get a shot. The thing that brought me brought attention to this movie was the fact that she she it had a soundtrack. I don't know if you heard the soundtrack yet, but nope. the soundtrack is full of it's only women. Okay. Um your city girls got a song on there. <laughs> Lotto yeah, got a song on there. I Young and May got a song on there. Yeah. Um but she did an interview with with Lotto and uh Young and May and <laughs> one I think Lotto she t- she asked her what was the nastiest thing that she's like sexually like mm-hmm. she done and somebody had asked her to spit in their mouth. I was like, well, she said, what was the nastiest like request for yeah, the nastiest request? And, and she was like, was somebody asked, could they spit in her face? Face. And I was yeah. like, she was like, no, this ain't like in the movies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's for real. <laughs> yeah. She was like, no, no. And then uh, uh, I think Young and May was, her question was, uh, what's a turn on or something like that? And she was like, Sucking on the tongue. If everybody knows who Holly Berry is, everybody knows has that same feeling about Holly Berry. So just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, But go check out Bruce, though, man. It's a good movie. (laughs) Great movie, enjoyable, and everything like that, man. And she and she directed (laughs) it. Okay. She starred in it and she directed it, man. So go check that out. Support her. As I well. check out the Holly Berry one because I'm big on MMA, so I kind of want to see uh, <laughs> what what she took from the actual MMA, MMA world and put in put into this movie. Yeah, because uh, there are a lot of um, <clears throat> um, whether female or male that go into the sport and they get knocked down and it's hard for them to recover. Yeah, afterwards. Uh, yeah. As far as the Kevin Hart one, I haven't checked that out. I really haven't been rocking with Kevin Hart for a long time. Really, but I may go check it out. Why I'm just curious why? Because like a lot of people are, are on the fence about Kevin Hart, man. But I be like, did y'all see Soul Plane? <laughs> I saw Soul Plane. Soul Plane was like, I, like it, bro. It's crazy. It took me I, a very long time to realize that that was Kevin Hart. But I, I love Soul Plane. I didn't think Soul Plane was that bad. But I didn't the worst people, movie ever. People talk about it like it was just the worst thing ever. Yeah, it was it was just a big parody, a lot of comedy. I yeah, I took it for what it was. Yeah. Um, um no, I just haven't been. Uh there was a period where um, you know, Kevin Hart was on a tear, man. Everything was funny. I even watched some of Kevin Hart's early, early step uh, yeah. stand-ups before Wrong people were really Yes. And, that's um, bro, that just so funny, man. It's hilarious. Uh, before people was really on to him. And then it was a period, um, I think, uh, I can't remember which stand-up it was, but, you know, he was on, like, on a tear, and then one day 
I don't know. I just kind of like the light bulb went off and I just got, I was just like, I was instantly just bored of them. And I was like, yeah, these are the same jokes, kind of the same antics, the same, all of this. And I was just kind of like, all right. Yeah. I think he's losing this, his thing. Yeah. And then yeah. the next stand up came out. I was like, yep. Kind of the same thing. And so I just kind of was like, eh, okay. And then I watched the last stand up he had on Netflix, the one uh, at his house. And that one had some funny moments, but yeah, he hasn't done nothing in a long time to just capture me, mm-hmm. like at all, like anything, like everything was just kind of like, you know, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So yeah, I haven't been on him in a, in a long time. Like so. it, it's like, bro, I I put him like when it's crazy, bro, because it's him and it's Jay Z are people I look at outside of the thing that they do, like the thing that that mm-hmm. makes them their money, like outside of Jay Z's music, outside of uh, Kevin Hart's acting career, what else do they do? How are they moving? How are they? You know, that's the thing I look at. And, and try to emulate, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, like it's it's like, man, I just when I saw Kevin Hart on on Grown Little Man, it's just been I've been <laughs> on his team ever since. Yeah, you know, I, so. I give it a shot. I, I'll be honest. I just I don't know. It's to the point where when I see him in something, I'm just kind of like. Yeah, bro, this one totally different from, from stuff you've yeah. seen him in. Like, it's like I said, it's loosely based on just life, but it's pretty good though, bro. Is it different from the one where he was uh uh he was the caretaker for that one guy? I didn't see that. Now that movie, uh from Kevin Hart, I truly enjoyed. Well, not from him because he was in it; he didn't direct it. But that role, I truly enjoyed. Like that, yeah. go and watch that one. I have to, yeah, I have to. I've been telling myself I need to go back and watch, need to go back and watch it. But um, as far as like the seriousness of the of the show, I think it's uh, you know, he's he's as of course he's playing a comedian, so he tells some jokes in there, but he's not that's not the focus of the show. Yeah. And then he just made some stupid decisions, man. Yeah, he makes a lot of stupid decisions, oh but it's yeah, it's bro, it's a, it's a nice little out. mystery to check out. So <laughs> check that out, brother. Definitely, I I'll do it. I give it a check out. All right, well, let's get into this thing, man. Let's do it. Look, I feel like a Baptist preacher. I ain't gonna hold you long. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you long. But um, in the spirit of Christmas, like Steve said at the beginning of the show, um. We basically had this long discussion. We basically discussed this whole thing before mm-hmm. we started recording. And so we was like, well, we'll just record it. Uh, I finished the discussion as the rest of the podcast. But um, why doesn't newer Christmas music stick? Like I told you guys before when I was doing the top five, um, I was listening to Christmas music. It's a tradition of mine that I used to do with my grandmother. Um, like when she would cook Thanksgiving dinner, I would be up there. We would always listen to Temptations, um, the Jacksons. She loved the Temptations. So everything was Temptations, you know. And um, I do that now. And so mm-hmm. since I do that now, it's like 
I want to incorporate more music or newer music so my daughter can get into it as well. You know, she's going to love the songs that I love because, like, that's what she's going to hear. But I also want her to hear some of the new music. So this Christmas by Chris Brown came up. And I was like, man, this is by far the, the best rendition of an old song that I liked back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. um, and Steve's, Steve was like, they just repeating everything. But it is true. But I still feel like Chris Brown created a classic of his own versus the Donny Hathaway classic of this Christmas. So mm-hmm. to continue our conversation, why doesn't newer music, newer Christmas music stick, Steve? Um, Where do we end <laughs> in this conversation? Yeah, so like I said, we were discussing this a little earlier and whatnot, and I came across um, some articles. But uh, if you're just getting my my personal thing, I think you know this is something that I had said already was, and you pretty much alluded to it already. That's you know we was raised on, raised on the older stuff. Like the newer stuff is cool, but the um, I think the older music was for one. It was so good, and then two, it was so good, and then not all the original versions. Like um, there are some original versions of certain things that um, we don't go all the way back to listen to, uh, and, and you know, saying depending on the artist. But <clears throat> a lot of that stuff is the, um, you know, just a different rendition of the same song, kind of like you know, exactly like the Chris Brown, uh, uh, Chris Brown record. Mm-hmm. And the Donny Hathaway, it it's the same song. And it, when I look at it, I feel it's a rendition of the classic. So it's like a cheat code to have a classic record if you do it right. <laughs> so I I never classify it as. But that's the thing; uh, you got to do it right. Yeah, you do have to do you, it right. You that still is have thing. so you still have a responsibility yeah, you on your part. <laughs> <laughs> you can butcher that, but I think for sure, you know, it was you know, like you had already said, we was we was raised on it. And then also it was, it was really good. And then the, the lastly is it has something that you have memories attached to those, to mm-hmm. those records. And it's, you know, Christmas is every year. So these songs are being played every year mm-hmm. and there are new records, new albums. There's a ton of new albums, Christmas albums that are released, but we still revert back to those other ones because there are uh, traditions, there are emotions, there are memories. There are so much that's attached to them that, you know, it's feel good moments that you just can't get away from. Um, and I think that's really why the newer stuff don't stick. And it's not because it's not good. It's just, there's no memory. There's nothing attached to it. And then Christmas is such a emotional holiday mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Like rather it's, um, you know, whether you're doing Christmas or you doing, uh, you know, Hanukkah, or, or if you don't, <laughs> when you go shopping, you hear Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas. You, you probably gonna go. You probably gonna you you gonna buy a ton of stuff in the store. Yeah. It's just has some attached to it that you know other stuff. You know these new records do not. They just they just don't. And it is unfortunate, but you know they just don't. And that kind of brings me to to a uh, um to to a uh, an article that I came across by uh, Alex Lee <clears throat> from uh, Wired. And it is actually science. The title of it says science explains why there hasn't been a hit 
Christmas song in years. And pretty much that's the reason they say nostalgia. Uh, nostalgia is a powerful force in pop and culture, particularly around Christmas. Christmas pop songs are all about nostalgia. So, you know, it's, I think it's more than just, you know, it's, it's so much more than just the music. It's more of, you know, all the memories, the, the, you know, you just pretty much said it when, you know, every year with your grandma's tradition, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to do this and we're going to listen to these records. So, you know, it's not that she probably, you know, not that she probably wouldn't listen to the new ones. It's just, I'm sure she did it with her parents and then she did it with you. And then yeah. her parents probably did it with their parents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but do you like the the whole premise of it is yeah, it's nostalgia and everything mm-hmm. like that. But that's 34 years, bro. You know, a lot of the songs were there before me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you got some of the songs that were made in the 90s me growing up listening to it, but those are the songs that we're like, we heard these on the radio. I personally don't listen to the radio now, but um, it's still like, there's no new music that's being promoted in that way. Um, Like we can, like, we're getting these new classes because these new, the new music has to, I feel like it has to be a point to where either somebody creates new music or they redo the old music to where it can stand on its own. Because that's the only way that I feel like music <laughs> is is growing. And I understand, like, from what you were saying earlier, I understand where, like, we were created, um, like, renditions of it, right? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, the like, artists aren't wanting to do new music or new Christmas music because it's only being listened to one point of the year. At one time of the year, um, and the question of is it a waste of my time as the artist to make this song to not be listened to? Because you think about it like this: um, not all the music that's been made for Christmas gets rotation like it should. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as I was looking for like hip hop music, it's like I couldn't find what's the song. Snoop did. Santa Claus went straight with Snoop. Go, it was Snoop. Santa uh, Claus coming to the ghetto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a remake, but it's a classic. It stands on its own. Yeah. Um, and actually, um, there's this article from from Vox. You know what Vox is? Uh, to everyone that's listening, they actually say that you know artists do make these records. Like like we was looking, it's it's a lot of Christmas records that was released. Um, yeah. Uh, this year for the Christmas holiday, and a lot of artists do make these this music, and they do make money from it. Uh, I just think that it doesn't stand up against those classic songs because, uh, for one, you know, everything's attached to it. People love them uh, classic records, and you know, as far as rotation, I mean, if we're talking about the radio, <laughs> the radio is there to make money off ads, and, right? Right, and you know, if, if the music that they're playing is the most popular, you know, the most popular stuff. And yeah. unfortunately, the most popular stuff is those classic Christmas records from yeah. uh, back in, the, you know, from centuries ago. So it's, you know, it, it just depends on which radio station you listen to, whether they're playing yeah. uh, 
you know, R and B rendition or they're playing a rock rendition of it. It just <clears throat> man, it's just nostalgia, man. What is attached to it. it's the memories of, you know, of what you had when it comes to to Christmas. And then I think the other thing is uh in this interview is actually pointed out that a lot of the Christmas music is being released uh way before Christmas. Like uh yeah. for example, uh, let me find my example. Um for example, on this Vox interview, I'm in mean, this Vox uh uh article article, they um uh where is she? There was an artist who actually asked uh, why is her oh here it is in the wake of her uh um her record called Let It Go, the sensation. Idina Menzel, um, she had released a holiday album. Um and it was released on October 14th. And she was she just didn't understand like why didn't they release it close to Christmas? And and the reason being was just because apparently that's when people start buying stuff for Christmas. So, you know, that could be another uh whole situation within itself. You know, if you release a Christmas album in October, are we really are we really in the mood to listen to a Christmas album in October? And you know, but when you get to around Christmas time, then you start hearing all those classic uh, records. So I mean, that could be another thing as well. But I, I really think it's just we're just too attached to those older records. Yeah, like like I don't think anyone can make a a rendition of "Let It Snow" by Boys the Man yeah, a different nah, version just, of it. Nah. I mean, you, I'm sure there is someone who can do it, and it will sound great, but. Am I gonna make theirs the new classic? Nah, I'm, I'm still listening to Boys to Men. Let it snow. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, the success of this Christmas mm-hmm. because this Christmas is actually one of our traditions to watch Christmas movies to watch um, as well. But I think the success of this Christmas also helped the success of Chris Brown's um, yeah. song. Absolutely. So it's a piggyback. It's something too, and you actually get to attach that record to something. Yeah, you 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 attach to a really good Christmas music, a Christmas Christmas movie. movie. Yeah. So then, when you're releasing like other records, you don't really have nothing attached to it. Just someone yeah, releasing just, some Christmas yeah. music. You just kind of like, oh, this is cool. It sounds good, but like even with the Chris Brown record, man, I, I don't. <laughs> you're not saying it's a classic. Like I yet. would. Yeah. No. I'm, I, I don't think the Chris Brown record is a classic. The I think song itself, the original song, the the you know, song the from Hathaway, uh, a version of it too. Did they? Yeah, everybody has done a version of that song. But the top to two sounds, it's, it sounds the same. It's a, yeah. it's a different beat to it. But Donny Hathaway's version is is probably the best. But then mm-hmm. I feel like Chris Brown's version is just as good. You know, oh, yeah, it it is. I think he was, you know, what I'm saying great, but I think my thing is it's so close to the ri- to not the original, it's but the to the exact same. Way. It's just the beat. Yeah, the it's the song, challenge so. of changing the beat, but even the beat itself is still pretty close. It's close, but it's different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's <laughs> a, that's the thing, though, man. That's a, that's where the argument comes from. It's like at some point, Donny Hathaway's song was new. Or his version of that song was new. I don't know if it's 
originally his song or not, but at some point it was new and it wasn't a classic, right? But you fast forward, I know it was in the 70s, you fast forward 30 years, it's considered a classic song, a must-listen, a must-be-played song during the Christmas time in, in the Black community. I don't know what they do in other communities or, or what they play, but I know in my family, we have to hear that song at some point. Um, but you think about it, man, at, when it was new, was it instantly listened to like it is now or was it a song that it took time to? Because that's the feeling that I have is that we're not getting songs that we feel in the future we'll listen to and, and become those songs that we need to like have to listen to in our families. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, people, it, it, songs can be added in. All I Want for Christmas from Mariah Carey can be added in, was added in into that playlist. Um, Boys to Men, Let It Snow, their version was added in into that playlist. You know what I'm saying? So it's like those aren't being added currently, you know? And so let me see here because <clears throat> I'm trying to find if it was uh, if there was a different version <clears throat> of this Christmas. Um, but and maybe maybe and if it wasn't and it was the original and this one with Dunning Hathaway uh, was the original, then maybe that's the answer because Let It Snow was that, that original? original? That's what I was going to ask you. Oh. <laughs> um, and then All I Want from Christmas from Mariah Carey. Uh, see, some of these I don't, I don't remember there being yeah, anything before. Hathaway song this Christmas was the original version of. It. That's what I thought. That's what I'm yeah. looking at now because it said that he wrote it. It was written by him and uh, Nad, uh, Nadine McKinner. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know it. Maybe because I, I don't know. I don't think all I want for Christmas was an original. I, I believe that was originally sung by uh, someone else. But uh, let it snow. Maybe an original song with boys. Man, I have to research that, which I'm trying to do as we uh, as we go through it. Because that may be the uh, that may be it. Maybe a piece of the uh, a piece of the puzzle here of why I don't stick, but and, and then it could not. It could be that the, the music was just you know saying that good, and then because even for the Donny Hathaway record, it said that it 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 was it had slow success in the beginning. Oh, it did, and then you know became uh, uh, uh you know saying became what it has become today. Um, so, you know, I don't, so, you know, it, it, I don't think that it, it, so from that, it tells you that, you know, it, it has some type of struggle. It wasn't, it, it wasn't a classic. classic. Yeah. And which, you know, so that, so for the newer music today, that doesn't mean that you know, it can't become a classic later. I'm just saying though, man, but, it's, it's almost like when the song came out and that's what I, I'm trying to find is like 
where was it? You know what I'm saying? Like, was it being listened to? It might have not went number one, but was Which it but this Christmas? I'm, I'm particularly so I'm particularly picking out this Christmas just because for me, it's one of it's probably the most it's like one of my favorite Christmas songs. So this yeah. Christmas was uh and I'm gonna pretty much read it off to you here. Uh well, I'm gonna say what I remember at least yeah. from what I was reading. And of course, this is per Wikipedia, so definitely do your own uh yeah. own research. But w- what it says here is that uh this Christmas song by American Soul Music's Donna Hathaway, released in nineteen seventy by uh Atco Records. It said that it um see renewed interest when it was included in the uh, 1991 Acura Records revised edition in 1972 1968 so Christmas compilation so reportedly well actually it was the it's the number 30 performed holiday song of all time and you know from what it's saying that you know say it was released as a single in 1970 and initially saw little success Mm-hmm. As it was listed just once on the uh, any Billboard magazine weekly publishing music chart in the 1970s, specifically Billboard special Christmas singles chart. So, you know, of course, we got to, you know, take consideration when this, you know what I'm saying, was released. Yeah. Um, and, you know, back in 1968, 1970. And then it said that, you know, in 1991, it got renewed success when it was included on the revised edition of the 1968 so Christmas mm-hmm. compilation. So, you know, that's just kind of, you know, that that right there kind of tells you how it yeah. probably, it wasn't a success at the beginning. Yeah. And then um, eventually it, it did become that and and it got some, well, we got some stuff it, uh, on the Global 200 it peaked at number 62. Neither, uh, the Netherlands single top, you know, top 100. It peaked mm-hmm. at 58. Uh, Sweden, it was 86. U.S. Billboard 139. U.S. Holiday 125. So, it, you know, and I, those are charts. So, they're going to tell you, you know, saying what, uh, what it's going to tell you. But as far as like, you know, saying a massive, like, you know, crossover hit or whatever. No, nah, it, it wasn't it. And that's the it's the the thing that I think about the most is it's just I don't feel like we're we're getting songs that will stand the test of time. You know, from the newer from, ones, yeah, mean? the newer ones. Okay, and like, we're probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, you know, it could be the same situation as it's done it in, as done in Hathaway, where the songs are getting released, we're just not hearing them because yeah. we're. You know, so we're so attached to, but then even back you know, then, I don't know what songs they were listening to. Like back then, you know, like uh, in nineteen seventy, it's no telling. Uh, like I know be. in nineteen ninety, they probably like that's when you know Christmas rapping probably. How did Christmas rapping do when it came out? With uh, I think Curtis Blow was that one. That's something I have to look up real yeah. quick. Uh, but why you looking that up? But it's it's like the argument of okay, these songs aren't doing great when they come out, right? But over time, they do. Is that the is that a trend 
or is that just something for certain songs? Because I mean, like you think about uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, like that got latched on to retail. You know what I'm saying? Think, retail, uh, retail jumped on that, and yeah. that's where she gets her success from. I mean, that the whole video. If you look at the video, it's all like <laughs> retail, right? <laughs> um, she so. makes. I think she makes a million plus every year off of that song. Yeah, so I, I think um, I think it's for certain. You know, certain songs have success because I think Let It Snow will have had a really good success. We said Mariah Carey. She has a bunch of Christmas songs that um, if I remember around that time uh, they seemed, she just seemed like she couldn't miss. Um, You know, even with the Chris Brown's rendition of uh, This Christmas, it it wasn't, it it wasn't slow to have success. It kind of grew legs and went off on its own. So I think it's just certain records that we gravitate to that we, you know, that, that gives that emotion and that feeling that we want for Christmas, you know? Yeah, it embodies um, Christmas. Like, uh, it's, it's just, you know, like for me, it's just, I love music and music helps me get through whatever I'm doing. Like, it's like, it's hard for me to, um, I, a lot of times I just like to listen to music while I'm doing something, you know, something yeah. like my, it's like, uh, what's it called? White noise to me sometimes. Yeah. It's relaxing and it gives that feeling. And I guess those songs that we mentioned that had the initial success were it embodied what Christmas sounds and feels like, right? Pretty much, yeah. I would think so. That's what we're missing um, from the new music. Except from Gucci. Gucci did his thing with the with his Christmas album. <laughs> he did, but I mean it's still like, you can't even hate on you can't hate on Gucci, man. No, definitely not hating on him, but it still falls into that category of you know, it doesn't stick. Like know? it's not it's not gonna people are not gonna look at it as a Christmas album. Exactly. And it's not something that we're it's, gonna it's the diehard of music, man. Yeah, if you're a Gucci fan, then <laughs> you're probably playing that record. Uh right. outside of that, you're probably not. But, you know, go back to the uh, Curtis Blows record, uh, Christmas Rapping, which uh, uh, was released in 1979, actually December 7th, 1979. And that's interesting because it was actually released December 7th, 1979. It said that, uh, and this is per uh, songfacts.com, so y'all go check them out. It says that, you know what I'm saying, it uh, it did very well selling about 400,000 copies and proving there was a viable market for, um, you know what I'm saying, an upstart genre. So... Mm. So yeah, um, it really you know that proves that that some some songs you know can have that success, uh, but also we gotta look at the time when it came out. It, it came out in December <laughs> when Christmas was coming up, mm-hmm. uh, and then also it it came out around 1979. And, and I, I think we also gotta pay attention to the difference of you know what I'm saying uh, um, of the generations. Because in the times, I mean, if we're looking at 1979 or 19, you know, say 70 or even 1990, we didn't have much to distract us. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that we, you know, saying received wasn't, you know, we didn't have those many smart, we didn't have those smartphones around that time and, yeah. and all of that and, and a lot of TV and this and that. So when it was Christmas time, it was Christmas time. I remember just, I mean, even now, like 
before we had, you know, before we could just get on the internet and find other stuff we wanted to listen to. I mean, we could play a CDR tape, but if you was listening to the radio, how folks listened back in the day, back, you know what I'm saying, uh, back in the day, then, I mean, that's all they played on Christmas was just Christmas records. Yeah. And they still do now. And you know, my oldest and bottom question. Yeah. That's the <laughs> we talk thing. about that all the time. Like every <laughs> single time. Uh, you, you couldn't run away from it. So, you know, it could be, you know, maybe the times have just changed and it's just harder to break through because people, like, you don't play a Christmas record all year round. You play it around the Christmas, you know, saying Christmas time. So, yeah. my that last could, question, you know, be a factor as well. My last question about it, and then we can wrap it up after this one. But, um, you know, how music, a lot of music are like hip hop is one of the big, is probably the biggest genre of music today, right? And yeah, R&B absolutely. and pop are are close second. I would say, um, could uh, it be? I don't. I'm, I mean, like R&B is is pretty down on. Uh, is it? Yeah. Well, pop. Let's just, let's just well, say pop. Well, we'll you say know. you know hip hop and then pop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like regardless of of what's number one, number two, it really doesn't matter. But the thing, the biggest thing is, could it be how? The music sounds different today than it did back in the day, like 10 years ago. Like even rap, rap music sounds completely different from 10 years ago, rap music, 20 years ago, rap music. So <laughs> two months, <laughs> you said two months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could it be that the, conf- the the conforming of Christmas music is not matching that of how music sounds today? Because that plays a big part too. Christmas rapping doesn't work if it was put in a different decade. You know what I'm saying? If if Christmas rapping came out in 2000, it would be it would not be successful. Probably not. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Because it sounds yeah. it sounds completely different. Like it's it's one of those well, songs that uh, you listen to because mm-hmm. you grew up listening to it. It's not because you like, oh man, this sounds good. Let me go listen to it now. Yeah. You know. Uh, I guess that goes back to the whole thing about nostalgia. Like if, I mean, we also got to also think that if we recorded those records now, then they would have the access to the technology that we have now. So those records would sound different as well. Yeah. So we don't know if it would have stuck or not, or if it would have sound, or if it would have amplified and it made it sound even better than what it does. And see what it does at this moment. That's the creativity that I'm talking about. Why haven't anybody just remade these songs to be an update to the old song. Drop mic, drop because, pen, and I'm well, done. <laughs> because you're not going to live up to the older one. But you and can, though. I, f- I feel like it's been done. It's definitely been done. even with Chris Brown's record. He lives up to the old one. With the, with the help. I look, look, like, That's my thing. It that definitely right had help, but you do what you have to do to make the song what it is. The song itself is solid. Yeah. But to make it a popular song, or one that somebody's gonna say, let me listen to Chris Brown's version, is you hear it in a different in a different setting. Like we're watching the movie, we're gonna hear this song. Yeah. When I listen, when I listen to the song on the on the CD or on the streaming, I'm gonna see the movie versus Donny Hathaway's version, I'm gonna see my family. I'm gonna see we we used to be in the kitchen. It it puts you in a different setting, which helped it. But the song yourself is solid. But that's my, and and that's probably, and that's actually probably my point. Like, 
the Chris Brown song had stuff attached to it that could make a success. And I mean, it, it sounds great because Chris Brown sings it. And at that point, Chris Brown couldn't lose. He was, he was, uh, yeah, that uh, was what, this 2007? Was, this is pre Rihanna situation. Yeah. So, you know, Chris Brown was on a tear and then also he could sing. So yeah, that helps and then a lot he was, too. He, he had a great <laughs> role within the movie. So it was, it was set up to be a success. Yeah. yeah. Is basically what I'm saying. But what you just said kind of proves, even though this song is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And Chris Brown does a great, you know what I'm saying, rendition of it. When you go, you know, it's attached to the movie. And you just, in, like you just said, when you, you play the Dunny Hathaway one. You don't think about your family. You're thinking about family and all the memories mm-hmm. that's attached to that. So even though that song by Chris Brown, you know, that when Chris Brown sings it, it's great. Most likely you're going to play the Dunny Hathaway version before you play the Chris Brown, only because it has so much attached to it mm-hmm. that it's like, all right, I'm gonna play the Chris Brown because it's dope. Yeah. But I gotta play this one first. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it just kind of, and even if you play, you know, because it, it, it pretty much puts you back in the mind of the Dunn Hathaway one. Mm-hmm. It reminds you of it. You're like, hey, man, he did a great job on that one. Yeah. I gotta listen to that Dunn Hathaway one. Right, hey, right. It, 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 it does. Just, it does that. It definitely yeah. does that. So when it comes to, you know, uh, folks remaking work, or I, I guess what you're referring to is updating it, yeah, and making it a little more creative. It's uh, it, it's tough because it's just it's, gonna. It's hard, but I feel like it needs to be yeah. done because I mean, it like just think about it, man. We'll lose it if nobody does it. Re, redoes it. You know what I'm saying? If nobody ever, if nobody ever remakes, um, I can't even think of the remakes that that can happen. But uh, let it snow. Let it snow is a great song by Boys to Men. But 50 years from now, 60, 70 years from now, nobody's going to be listening to Let It Snow because the music is going to be a little different. I don't think so. I think they still will. Um. Because all they're going to do is, you know what I'm saying, remix and remaster it and just put it right back out. It's on every time is, you know, <laughs> hey, get the top 100 Christmas yeah. songs for your home. I and just feel, on there. <laughs> I just feel like they they you need know? to update like some of these older songs. Like, give it a go. Yeah. Like, was, don't, I don't go. I, I feel like one of the successes for Chris Brown's version of this Christmas was because it didn't go too far. Away from yeah. the original version, yeah, and that's a and plus. He could sing, and that's a plus. Uh, but also, if we remember around that time, Chris Brown's a kid. Like, how yeah. much can you? How much I can mean, you? He was uh, grown. How grown was he? Because I, I think he was. I think he's like a year younger than me. I was in college. Let me see, Chris Brown's. Well, my point is, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder how old he was during that. Because I, I, you know, what year was he born? How old is Chris Brown now? I know he's uh, around my age. When he made the record, you know, you're looking at a child star and he did an amazing job. So there was really no expectation mm-hmm. to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's 32 now, actually. Yeah. Um, 89. So but, he was uh, 18 right then and there, I think. Yeah, so right there, you, you got an 18-year-old that does an amazing job on the song. It, it's kind of easy to be like, oh, 
Chris Brown did a great job. He's a you know sweetheart. He's Chris Brown. I mean, he's eighteen. You're still a baby at eighteen. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those things where it's like it's easier to like, all right, man, that boy can blow. He can do this song right, you know. And then the fact he was young. So how much really criticism was it there to criticize Chris Brown on this? Where you know, I should do the rendition it, of it too. Yeah, and no one cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. It's like that's what you had dope. another but if you had another group to redo Let It Snow, man, you're gonna get so much criticism coming your way. You're gonna get criticism like, it's unless so much it's good. If it's, it's good. But it's right, gotta be more thing. than good. That's it's the thing. It, it has to be it has to be has different to be enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It can't take away from the song. I like, like I feel like a lot of people take a lot away from the song. You know what I'm saying? When they when they're trying to redo it, mm-hmm. and you can't do a Christmas a classic song like that, you can't do that. You have to uh, make it your sure. own version of it, yeah. But you still have to have the same ver- yeah. uh, foundation, I guess you can say of it. So, mm-hmm. and it's a discussion, new, bro. Yeah, um, and as far as new songs, it, it just you got to wait till the generation attaches on to. Yeah. Just something that sounds yeah. good. You know, other than that, yeah. a lot of these newer Christmas songs don't sound well. Except Gucci's Christmas album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, that's our episode, man. I want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Speaker Geekers podcast. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to the channel on YouTube, um, 3M Media Studios. Also, subscribe and follow us on wherever you listen to uh podcast so you know when we dropping new episodes actually they come out on Wednesdays now so be prepared for every Wednesday so you don't miss an episode also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Speaker Geekers Podcast you can follow me on Instagram at I am Tommy T the third you got Steve at the great Steve O Steve you got G at Barry Made of Wood um yeah man Christmas, man. <laughs> we uh, we like. I don't know. We probably do a little series on Christmas stuff, so that'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know. We'll do something. What else you got, Steve? Uh, no, no, I'm not That's it. <laughs> All right, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Christmas, All right, man. Christmas. Well, with that up. being said, man, I'm out. Peace. Peace.